0: Well, guys, we did it. We saved Filmstruck.
1: <laughs> Flexing that Criterion cast muscle there, making things happen. Huh? Definitely 100% us. Yeah. I think we can say that with no fear of reprisal.
0: Yes, uh, the folks at Criterion and Warner Media both listened to the last episode of the newsstand that we released uh, several weeks back and said, Oh, you know what? This was a terrible idea. Let's take it all back. And uh,
1: <laughs> They felt my seething Midwestern anger coming through the politeness as uh, Matt Gasteyer phrased it there. <laughs> Got their attention, right? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, if only it was that easy as us as just saying, oh, you know, Criterion, you should uh, not give up so easily. And uh, fortunately, over the past few weeks, ever since the announcement was made that uh, Filmstruck was ending, the, a petition had gone up, I guess multiple petitions have gone up on, over at change.org and uh, many film directors, including Guillermo del Toro, uh, had pretty consistently almost every day been tweeting to warner media and criterion begging them to not give up and to not let this uh the streaming service die uh so easily and um just over the past couple days we've had some pretty big news items come across uh most importantly that criterion itself is planning on developing its own independent channel through its website it's going to, the money is going to go directly to them. And, uh, that's, that's kind of the dream. Uh, there is still plans for them to work with Warner Media, uh, on their upcoming streaming service, which will launch sometime in 2019. They say Q4 2019. So who knows when that will happen and what that will end up looking like, if it ends up looking at anything at all like what Filmstruck is now. But, um, I think the, the the biggest news of all of this is that Criterion is going to do it themselves as well as the the Warner Media streaming service and that we can now give our money directly to them to help support it, um, which I think is something that everyone uh, has wanted to do ever since, you know, the early days of Hulu is we all kind of were hoping like that we could just give Criterion the money directly and let them give us, uh, you know, make all the content and keep it all, uh, keep all the profits.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's a pretty audacious project, you know. I mean Criterion is a film distribution company, a curation company, film, you know, restoration, all of those things that they have done, you know, producing these beautiful packages, artifacts, uh, getting writers and, you know, commentary tracks and short features and interviews and behind the scenes stuff, all of that. But but maintaining your own, you know, streaming service and and producing that for multiple platforms, I'm sure Arik has much more insight, I I can only imagine, but that's a very hefty technological lift that they've got to undertake, but I think they've probably gained a lot of experience, and they're probably collaborating with people who are experts in that field, but uh, that seemed to be like the final hurdle that they would have to get over, and I think their experience doing Filmstruck, you know, hopefully prepared them for, you know, what's going to be a pretty significant expansion of what they do and what they've, you know, become sort of known for, which is being really good at what they do. And this is, this is going to be an interesting experiment, but I'm, I'm totally delighted that they are doing it, you know, the indie, you know, kind of fierce, uh, you know, chart their own course route. Um, I, I like that much better than say like the Amazon prime channel or something that other people were kind of suggesting might be the next step for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess there is still that chance that, you know, if they create this channel themselves, I mean, much in the way that, you know, someone like Fandor or Mubi, I think they both, you know, have their own streaming services, but then they also manage a a separate channel that you can kind of add on to your Amazon channel or your Amazon Prime subscription in the channel options. And so, I, th- I mean my
1: if they if they can set that up as an optional thing that's fine but it i i wouldn't want it to be like the base
0: platform right. yeah, i mean, exactly. i am
1: an amazon prime member but i don't want to be locked into that if i decide to check out yeah absolutely um, that that's the only way i can get to criterion
0: and we wouldn't want you know as we mentioned in the last episode we wouldn't want criterion to become tied to someone that would have the power to just kill them again um at the drop of a hat if you know they decided that they weren't making enough money with their niche service
2: yeah definitely i think that uh i assume that the reason that the just to, uh something you said i think i assume the reason that the uh, uh that they will also be a part of whatever um comes next from at t is probably because uh at the time when when this happened there were still ongoing licensing agreements between the two companies because criterion did mention that they still have uh stuff from Warner and that they do still plan to do kind of the TCM ish side of things, at least to some extent. Well I guess we'll see to what extent, but I th- I would imagine that those deals are signed for quite a while and not up now. And so therefore uh at&t has the rights to to show Criterion content and Criterion also has the rights to show whatever content they were showing. Uh I think the and and then whether or not the at&t decides to also have the smaller labels that were partnered with Filmstruck will be interesting to see and actually whether they'll be part of the criterion channel as well. Um, as to the technology side of things, um, I, I I know that the that FilmStruck was, was not built by either the criterion collection or TCM. Um, the streaming technology comes from a Canadian company whose name I can never remember. And the apps, I also don't think were developed in house. So I would imagine that criterion is just going to continue using, uh, those vendors for that. Um, I guess we'll see. I'm hoping for a rethink of the Filmstruck app, which I still think is pretty terrible, but um <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see. Uh but uh uh but I would I would assume they're going to just keep using those cuz there's there's no way that um uh, it, if the, if the Criterion Channel starts hiring people to build a Criterion Channel like Service, you know, that would be like the one thing that would potentially get me to leave my job, right? <laughs> so I don't think I don't I don't I don't see that happening. If they do, I I I think I can rightly say I'd be an expert <laughs> if I if I want to go work there. But um, uh, yeah, I uh I, I don't see that happening. But yeah, I would I I think it's going to be really interesting to see like if the Flickr alleys and the um some of the other smaller labels uh, uh go along with uh with this new Criterion channel, which of course is not neutrally branded. Right, it's it's very much Criterion branded.
0: Yeah. So right now, for anyone out there who hasn't already signed up, Criterion has sent out their emails and, and posted this on their website, and they are now offering. So the plan right now is that in about you know ten days from when this episode goes up on uh in the, your feeds, uh, FilmStruck is still planning on ending at the end of November, and then. Criterion is planning on relaunching the Criterion channel as its freestanding streaming service in the spring of 2019. Which, the spring starts on March 20th, so I'm thinking that morning. It better (laughs) be there. (laughs) I mean, they do uh, put it pretty vague, just like Apple, where they'll say, oh, you know, sometime in in the summer or spring. So, like, we probably have until the last day day of spring, exactly. (laughs) Um, So, you can... So at, at, when it launches, it's going to be a ten ninety nine a month or hundred dollars a year uh, subscription, much in, similar to what Filmstruck was. Although here you'll just be getting access to Criterion side of things. Um, so it might, it'll you know be less than what you were getting through Filmstruck potentially, depending on what kind of streaming deals are still uh, in place at the time. Um, but right now, if you go ahead and sign up early. You can get in at a slightly lower rate per year, um, at nine ninety nine a month or eighty nine ninety nine a year, which is a pretty good deal. Um, and you know we know that all that money will be going to them and there we're going to, this is going to help kind of launch that, give them the money that they need. Um, Almost like their IPO basically, (laughs) or their Kickstarter (laughs) in a way like, (laughs) yeah, their Kickstarter really to, to get like the, uh, the money needed to just like, you know, get developers going and, and pay for whatever technologies they need to, you know, build the infrastructure for their streaming service. Um, but you know, you do get a few extra little perks, um, You're going to get a free trial. You're going to get uh, a holiday gift certificate present from Criterion, which I have to imagine is maybe like a $10 gift certificate. Well,
1: they were doing that through Filmstruck, too, right? Yeah. I mean, I got a couple of those.
0: Uh, I'm very excited about the Charter Subscriber Membership Card uh oh, but, me too but <laughs> I, mean, I i think if they
1: i hope they're like serial numbers <laughs> too, so that you can
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> well, i hope they're they're laminated and they're very like dorky uh you know like av club styled i don't know holographic <laughs> <ABC> <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah this i I, f- I feel like this is such a Yesterday, I, the, the last few weeks, so ever since the news came out that it was ending, everyone was so sad about it and tweeting about it. Um, the petition over on Change.org, the big petition that Kevin Barr started, um, and, you know, huge props to him for even just getting us started. So many times those petitions go up and they're just like a joke where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to start a petition to stop big company from doing terrible thing. And we know, you know, and, and those almost always go nowhere and this one just kept getting it kept staying in the conversation you know Guillermo del Toro kept retweeting this the link to this petition um, with his giant following on Twitter Uh, many other Edgar Wright Edgar Wright I mean
1: it, it just it really snowballed it almost became like any director that who wants to keep kind of street cred with the film you know cinephile community better get his name on the petition because <laughs> people are starting to notice. I mean, what, it, well, it got up to like Scorsese and Spielberg, I think. And yeah, there, I it was,
0: mean, there was a story going it, yeah. around that they had called the the head of Warner Media um, directly and and asked them, you know, can you please not do this to Filmstruck? Yeah, Barbara
1: sand I think. I saw her name in some of these, you know, articles. So, it, it, I mean, this wasn't just a little fringy thing. This really became kind of the creative core of, of Hollywood other than the most, you know, cynical, you know, commercially exploitive, you know, just, you know, we're just in it for the money blockbuster types, but really anybody who sort of had that enduring love of cinema as an art form and, and got into the history and the culture of it. And, uh, even just the independent spirit, even if they are working for big studios, even if they're, you know, in the, uh, you know, front runners for the Academy Awards or whatever else is going on, uh, they they wanted to get in on this it was really quite a fascinating thing to see you know yeah and I, you know filmstruck i guess you know it, it it was a pretty big corporate offering it was probably trying to create a, a you know a big uh economic splash as well as obviously tickling our fancy uh and i still i still do wonder whether or not you know it was a, a moneymaker or a break even or a a money pit. I don't know. It, it it seems dubious to me that it was it was actually costing them all that much. Yeah, you know, we kind of vented our our wrath <laughs> in our previous episode here, but uh, you know, it, it it the the outpouring of support and and the fact that this really did seem to hit a nerve that went beyond you know just canceling a popular TV show or. Or uh, you know, a project that didn't come to fruition and left a lot of fans disappointed. This kind of went to a different level there, and it was very interesting to see how it kind of galvanized and and even you know got Warner's on on their heels a little bit, maybe feeling a little defensive or a little apologetic, which you know the corporates don't typically express that kind of sentiment
0: a few days or the day before the Criterion made their announcement of going independent with it. There was a story going around saying that, you know, that Warner was, or the news of Warner, uh, you know, relaunch or keeping FilmStruck in their mind a- as a thing that was going to be a part of their upcoming over the top service. I mean, that was always, that was in that initial statement of saying, you know, we're going to just merge it with what we are going to make. Um, And so even like the news that before Criterion made their announcement that, you know, that Filmstruck was going to exist in some form. It wasn't really all that new and it was stuff that we all kind of assumed was going to happen. But over the past couple of days, like just these, like this snowballing of all these different stories and then leading up to Criterion's announcement, it was just so fascinating to watch, um, all of this stuff come out, uh, over the last couple of days it was just it was it was amazing it was so heartwarming and i just uh when i got the news from criterion you know the email saying here's here's what's next uh it was just like yes thank you thank you for thank you for this
1: yeah it kind of feels like we're mounting the barricades and waving the flag <laughs> you know we got this one
0: <laughs> so i'm i'm curious um now that we know that this is going to happen um and you know there've been we've talked a lot about you know what we didn't like about filmstruck and or you know the problems that we had with the the apps or the site or whatever and arik i'm curious like what um what would you like them to i'm sure they're listening right now you know and we we have (laughs) we have their ear uh so what what do you want them to do differently this time or what would you like to see them um add to their upcoming streaming service that maybe they'll have the opportunity to, given that they're doing this independently and they can do it through their own site. And, you know, theoretically, if they ever finish rebuilding the My Criterion section of the website, like, you know, how that might be connected to um, the Criterion channel. I don't know what... uh, Do you have any, like, uh, free suggestions to send them uh, (laughs) over the air uh, of of this podcast? Yeah,
2: I mean... I think that what you're suggesting is interesting, and they were starting to even do some of that with Filmstruck, with the Criterion.com, where like you know you could see watch it on Filmstruck as a place you could watch it. Obviously, I think they can do more in that vein for for that, but that's really more for just things that are on disc, right? Because they don't really you don't really find stuff on Criterion.com that's not released on disc. But the the it'll be interesting. A couple of things. So first of all, it'll be interesting to see if that's a section of criterion.com or if it's a separate website, like criterion channel.com, like the way filmstruck is this whole separate thing, um, what they use for their web technology. The website actually for filmstruck is, is not bad. That's not the, the one I, I really don't love. Uh, What I don't love is the Apple TV app. Um, and, uh, and it's just very clunky. Like it, it has that sidebar, and it's like very, very slow to move through those things. So if you're trying to just get to your watch list, it's like, you've got to keep trying and maybe you'll get there. And if you go in any of their sort of horizontally scrolling rows, then you want to get back to that sidebar. Like you have to go all the way back along the row you were at, which is very slow. Cause it's all kind of like a little too much animation easing when you do that and those kind of things. So it's just a very clunky uh, app. Like it, it, it crashes the, the <laughs> way too much. Although that's kind of a tvOS staple, the watch list, button is kind of flaky like there's a lot of flakiness to it but just in general uh i never loved the branding i never loved the design and i would love to see them you know criterion is pretty known for caring about that and stuff so i'll be interested to see if they approach it a little bit differently uh the other thing too would be um from a feature perspective uh it's just really really hard to search for extras yes like it especially like i want to watch whatever tony made
0: yes you know our it's it's, it's hard
2: and I can't find it. Like, I'm just like, I wanted to watch it before the film went away. Can't find it. Like, it's just really hard to do. So that kind of stuff, just would love to see more. And then uh, this is so not of exactly answering the question, but if they just could bring back three reasons, I would obviously be very happy because I love <laughs> three reasons. <laughs> but uh, but no, I don't know. You know, I mean, there's just a lot of like film I feel like was never really, uh, it, it was improving the the apps were improving over time and when it first launched it was much much worse than it is now but um i and i was kind of hopeful that it was going to continue to improve but i just hope that they kind of don't just get to where filmstruck was but maybe go in either a slightly different direction or just make it a little bit more fluid like that the app is just kind of painful to use
0: yeah it's interesting to think about if it's if it is going to be a separate website or if it will just be integrated with the criterion.com website i mean many years ago when criterion was just starting to offer digital versions of films um there was like a brief window on their website like a year or so when you could stream you could watch movies on their website and uh i'll have to go back through like the internet archive to figure out like if i can see what it what it used to look like but um did either of you ever try to ever watch movies digi- like on their website yes. when they when you could like... I think if you bought a movie, you got the digital... Is that true? Is that how it worked? You got a digital copy <sighs> of, of some of them uh, for like... A, there was like a brief window when they did that. I don't
2: remember mm. if you, it was that you got it for free. I vaguely remember... Or maybe remember you could like buy like- or rent it then. Yeah, or you could like buy it, rent it for like five dollars, and then that would go towards the cost. Is
0: oh, that maybe that's what that's, it was. Yeah, I th-
1: and I think that was part of their partnership with the old auteurs, uh-huh. you know, the auteurs before it became Mubi. Um, yeah, there was a sort of like a little bit of a, a, a credit or a preview type of thing, you know. And so, I, or if you if you rented the film for five bucks, then you could apply that towards purchase of the disc yeah. or something like that. Yeah. it was it was kind of convoluted and yeah, like you said, pretty short lived and and i don't even think the online criterion community was anywhere near as developed so there may not there wasn't as much sort of buzz about accessing I think we were all still pretty much hooked on our discs at that point you know (laughs) yeah but it was it was an option it was intriguing um you know I I use streaming a lot even though I've got this huge library this wall full of discs um you know we kind of talked about that as well there's there's just there's an extra convenience there's a there's an accessibility here and I I am very intrigued to see where they you know what what they've learned from this experience and where they want to take it in, in some new directions and I do believe that integrating, you know, the full Criterion slash Janus Films library into their main website would be a a huge step forward just to, to draw the linkages between their physical media and streaming and, and just really, you know, kind of merge these two aspects of what criterion is uh together you know it doesn't have to be released on physical media to be considered fully properly criterion at this point in time but um you know the the ways that films you know the the related films list shouldn't be strictly listed or dependent on what's been physically produced you know and i think uh, just to draw those connections and to make the website that much more of an interactive place, and even for the Criterion Channel to be a place where Criterion uh, does some of its PR and uh, not not just in terms of advertising, but even you know some kind of interactivity. You know, it would be really cool. You know, a lot of people like to, you know, send emails or ask questions of Criterion and and obviously they they field a lot more inquiries than they take the time to answer which is very understandable but it would just be fun to see them uh you know do a you know almost like a the film struck podcast except it's coming straight from Criterion and uh you know you're just using some some of that uh some of this this technology, some of these these formats, is a new way of connecting with our audience and and plugging people into great films.
0: Yeah, it is the the digital streaming rights are so tricky with with all the different companies that Criterion is licensing from. Like, you know, they have they probably have more rights with films that you know Janice gets theatrical rights to than you know than the stuff that they get from you know big studios like Warner Brothers or Universal or Fox but and so the, those big companies probably want to retain the streaming rights but i'm sure criterion could license them at at some cost um but it will just yeah and there will be you know, there will be some that will come and go you know they'll they'll get a
1: 6 month run of it or even 3 months or even 2 weeks i mean who knows what what kind of uh, options they'll be able to ex- you know, express i mean like the devils you know that that came through the filmstruck side for a while and then it got criterion branded for just a short amount of time but now it's in the Criterion. <laughs> it's on my Criterion list anyway. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just kind of y- y- you got to work with the terms, uh, uh, you know, the terms of, of business and and use it. But, you know, just really hoping that Criterion continues to flex their uh, – the attention that they've got. I, I think that's the other thing, too. This this really seemed to exp- – Band, not yeah, not not the awareness of the Criterion brand, but just the impact that the significance that it holds for a lot of people. It, it seems like this film struck business got a lot of attention from people who might have known about Criterion, but maybe just didn't quite understand the you know the passion
0: and the loyalty of uh, of the fan base. I've seen uh, one of the pieces of the announcement that Criterion made for the upcoming channel is that. They're hoping to launch in the US and Canada when mm-hmm. when it launches, which is pretty exciting for everyone in Canada who had been, you know, hoping that Filmstruck would go there. And, um, you know, obviously lots of international folks hope that this will come to them as well. You know, Filmstruck did eventually go to the UK and then to France and Spain. Um, it's, but not with the Criterion branding,
1: right? Because Criterion really is a North American yeah. company at the at at the most.
0: I mean, they do and have it, the the yeah. UK discs, and so they right, have right. their toes kind of dipped over there a little bit, at least. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it will, you know, it will involve a lot more um, dealing with studios in getting international streaming rights in different markets. I mean, that's like just that's a a whole, that's a huge problem that they'll have to deal with. Um, You know, not, not not even just saying like, you know, they, they'd have to like retranslate the website into these other regions, but it's just like, there's so much work involved with opening up uh, new countries for a streaming service. And holding onto those rights, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, so I guess for, anyone, for any of our international listeners or people we see out there I know David you mentioned this in one of your comments mm-hmm. to the post uh mm-hmm. to the news is just like you know p- keep your expectations in check because you know Criterion <laughs> has really never uh presented itself as being an international option for people and you know lots of people hope that criterion will will ship them discs but so often like they just you know they get the the u.s rights to it and maybe now the uk rights but it's like it's tough for them to do that and they uh so you know
1: right there's people in europe or australia or wherever asia that say oh no you can't sell your stuff i own the rights for this film or this group of films in this region of the world and so you know, they see, you know, Criterion as a, as a, as a competition, as an alien force that's trying to bust into their market. And it just doesn't always work that way. I mean, they're, they are so good at what they do. I totally understand, you know, it's like back in the, the heyday of, uh, you know, vinyl back in the seventies and eighties, we liked those Japanese imports because they used top quality vinyl, but you know, it was hard to get those or you had to pay a lot of money to get them. And that's just how it was.
0: I have a few things on my list if Criterion is listening for uh, (laughs) improvements to what uh, Filmstruck was and what the Criterion channel might be. Uh, I would love to see the option to add the the supplements, the short films and stuff to your queue the way that you could add um, feature films. Yes, Um, please. That is just Mm -hmm. something that I... like Ark was saying, it's so hard often to, like, search for those on Filmstruck and, you know, finding video essays. You really have to go back and find, like, the film that it's attached to, and sometimes it's not even there anymore, you know. So many of those Tony Joe uh video essays that they created for Filmstruck, I mean, as far as I can tell, they're not there anymore. Like, there's a, maybe... I know there's definitely one on YouTube that's in full there, Um but, you know, there was uh, Mastroianni and... uh There was another one that he, that they did, uh, early on, but it, I can't find it anywhere. And I've gone searching through like, uh, the page, like the featured theme pages and, um, there just seem to be, if they're there somewhere, it's just like on a attached to a, a film that I can't find. But, um, so yeah, definitely please add the ability and also add the ability to resume playing, uh, for supplements and, and. You know the the extras because so often I would pause them and have to come back and re- finish it later. Even if, because some of them were full length, you know, documentaries that you would have to walk away from at some point. Um, and you know, you can do that s- sometimes with the feature films, although that wasn't consistent across all platforms. But I would love to be able to resume uh, that kind of stuff. I guess. The, the whole idea of like the digital copy is also very interesting. Like if criterion would make any kind of, I know it's tricky with, you know, as we're, as we keep saying, like digital rights are, are very tricky and, um, and particular in the way that they're structured, the deals are structured. Um, but like if you bought a particular discs, like would they start to include digital copies, with that, as, a, as mm. you know, and but would that make any difference, or would you get anything extra that you wouldn't normally get just by being a subscriber to uh, the channel? Um, I, I guess it could be an interesting way for them to keep people motivated to buy the discs is if they could get some kind of exclusive. Um, extras that maybe, you know, you would enter a code and have access to like another secret sub channel of extras that were, or, you know, Hmm. have the disc, uh, uh, supplements in full. Whereas maybe like the general subscriber base wouldn't, I don't know how, how much that would frustrate people, but, um, it might make the disc collectors happy with their, you know, purchasing and getting kind of exclusive content with that.
1: Well, even just the security, if you will, of a digital backup. You know, I mean, I I have had a couple, not even the bronzing thing, but I, you know, I've had like Blu-rays where sometimes they get stuck in the case, and you pull them out, and a little crack develops, and now you can't play that disc anymore. Well, it, it's it, you know, it's not it's not mandatory. I mean, I still like the physical media, but having you know the option of adding that to your you know voodoo library or whatever would be. Pretty nice. It's maybe it's an additional expense that Criterion would have to undertake, but uh, it would be it would just be to me it'd feel like just a little little extra you know uh, permanency if you will for the investment of of purchasing the disc. Now, how would that translate to old discs <laughs> and you know, the back catalog? I'm not sure, but uh, I, I think it's something that they may want to consider. I don't know. I have no idea what the financial impact of that kind of a uh, option would be though.
0: Yeah, I wonder and if, I wonder if that would ha- it, you know, in this dream world of digital copies and backups and stuff like would I wonder if they could get away with it if like you bought it directly from them or how that would impact like Barnes and Noble sales if like maybe you if, mm. if if Criterion was able to record the sale directly through them like if that could be some kind of motivation for them to make the digital copy available instead of having to create codes that they, you'd have to enter um like if you bought it directly from them then you would get access to it in your in your profile but you know i'm just uh, spitballing here yeah. Um, oh yeah we're, we're way out of the limb there. <laughs> <laughs> all great ideas though i mean w- way back when filmstruck I've, maybe when the news of filmstruck first announced i feel like ark and i maybe had a conversation or me and someone had a conversation about the all of the potential that comes with with a new streaming service and how they could integrate social functions, like, you know, adding friends, creating lists, reviewing movies, rating movies, Um, all of that. It seems like, you know, it's wide open again now that they're planning on rebuilding the channel. And I again would hope that I just, you know, criterion try to do something with that. Like, I feel like that's just such a huge, you know, look at what is being done on Letterboxd and what could be, what could be in- integrated into a, you know, into a streaming service for cinephiles, people who love to rate and review and list and rank movies. Uh, you know, why not you, a partnership you, with Letterboxd? Why not partnership with Letterboxd or just do something that would be, you know, that would make it more interactive. That would make it more, that would give people a reason to go to the website and and stay on the website and, keep coming back and checking in it and having friends and, or, you know, creating groups, uh, give, give, give us a, a way of getting off of Facebook groups criterion. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just do everything we want <laughs> create yeah, an Instagram I mean, replacement. Yeah, like. Exactly. Uh, that's true. This should be no problem, right? Ten ninety nine <laughs> a month. <laughs> That'll cover every, all of this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
1: I love it. How do you think they're going to address the different platforms, Arik, Maybe I'll tap into your expertise. I mean, obviously, the is it available for PS4 is kind of the running joke now, uh, but there there is something to be said about making sure that it does hit the various devices that that people use to you know access these films and to do streaming media i you know i i never had a problem i, I use roku i use chromecast and it worked fine well relatively fine i you know, i i i also kind of raised my hand uh with some of the difficulties of the resume function and a few other you know stodgy bits that didn't always work the way they seemed like they're supposed to uh, but I was always able to access it, and even if I'm watching it on my computer on a you know good sized monitor and all that, I, I never had the access problems. But I can understand that if you know if I'm on a budget that says well hey my PS4 is my thing that's how I do it, and it's not available. That's got to be pretty frustrating. So it does feel like that's another obstacle or, or challenge that Criterion's going to have to meet uh, to to maximize the service and and to get the full scope of, of the audience that they're trying to reach.
2: Yeah. I wonder, it's one of the reasons I'm a little bit uh, interested to see the fact that they are launching in spring does seem to suggest that it will not be just a sort of quick rebrand of the FilmStruck app. Cause that wouldn't take probably that long, but uh, the, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's going to really depend on, you know, who they partner with. Like I said, I would be shocked if they were trying to do the, apps and stuff in-house and then it just platform by platform, the difficulties of being on the platform versus, you know, where you think your audience is. I would imagine that the PS four is not, uh, you know, I mean, hopefully they have access to the, whatever analytics Filmstruck collected about where people were watching and where they wanted to watch. Um, you know, for a service like this, I imagine certain platforms are more likely than others, but I know that getting, Uh, onto the consoles if you're not a big player can be a little bit eh, just a pain they have pretty Mm -hmm, intense mm uh review things and things so i i would be i expect that it's going to be a lot like filmstruck and it's going to launch in a limited number of places and grow uh just just like that and then it will just see like you
1: know in getting on the like the smart tvs and the blu-ray players and and, you know where it's kind of built in uh, i think filmstruck was kind of getting up to that and that's going to be that's going to be interesting because you know filmstruck did have you know the tcm you know clout and and it did have you know at&t you know warner's backing uh this is going to be a little scrappier operation you know and i i i definitely i'm happy to Throw my ninety bucks at them, become a charter subscriber. As oh, one other thing you didn't mention, Ryan, is that if you get in on the discount deal, apparently they're going to renew that deal for as long as you stay current. So whether that's a monthly or an annual, you'll get a discount rate in perpetuity. Yeah, so, I would uh, be
2: warned I will warn the people out there that uh, those kinds of this is a bit bit like a, a Star Wars situation. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just <laughs> hope that they don't alter the deal any further. But because uh, there's no way that the price will stay fixed forever, they may continue. No. you do a, a discount percentage right, or something Right, like you'll
1: be a discounted member, and so when they have to go up, inevitably they will, but uh, you'll get a hopefully a, a little less than the going rate for new subscribers. I, wonder, I saw someone on the... Oh, sorry, please, Ryan.
0: Uh, oh, I was just going to say, I wonder, has anyone asked Criterion, uh, if anyone knows, if this uh, $100 or $90 a year, is that going to go towards your 500-point... Your <laughs> uh, yes. to get a gift card uh, every 500 points i doubt it but that would be wonderful
1: um, yeah, let, let the negotiations so, begin okay how bad <laughs> do you really want my <laughs>
2: two, two thoughts that i i i had one was that um it's important to remember that i think the number of subscribers we learned about filmstruck was a hundred thousand that was definitely a number is, that was going around yeah yeah and you have to imagine that this is going to be smaller than that at least initially because not a hundred percent of people who are on FilmStruck will either find out about this new thing or join it. Uh, so, um, and you know, the people who are heavily on the TCM side of the FilmStruck deal probably aren't that interested. So, it's going to be, you know, uh, Criterion doesn't need to make a huge amount of money from this. They need to make money, and I imagine that they need to be in the black, not in the red. But um, it it is an interesting thing because they are well positioned to build something sustainable as long as they keep their. Uh, numbers right and as long as they approach it correctly so that's both scary but also potentially a really good thing because there are not uh, a lot of businesses like that anymore in the world where it's just like a a nice size business is good enough and everything doesn't have to be a marvel style franchise but the other thing i want to say was that i saw someone on uh, on the criterion forum Uh, saying that they they're sure that there'll be some sort of cross promotional pricing between people who both subscribe to the criteria channel and subscribe to the new Warner service, that there'll be some kind of discount for multiple memberships. And I'm just wanted to say in your dreams, that is never going to happen.
0: I mean, who, uh, Fandor was doing something where they were giving people a discounted rate for people leaving filmstruck. Um, just to get people on 25
1: bucks a year or
0: something yeah Yeah, it's really cheap it is really cheap um but yeah i can't imagine i also i mean we also really don't know any much about what warner is going to do and how this deal with criterion is going to you know go on into the future so it i that i am also very highly dubious of any kind of like uh like bargain deal that you would get if you were to subscribe to both. <laughs> but uh, plus like the technology involved with that, if it's two totally different platforms, it seems like it would be pretty complicated and and fraught with problems. Yes. Um, yeah, well, it's pretty clear. Criterion has
1: to be in the streaming market one way or another. I mean, they, they cannot go on existing as a physical media only company. Um, they want to keep that side of the business going and, and, you know, they will probably, you know, for as long as we can imagine have that, you know, locked down as, you know, as, as kind of the best, I mean, they're, they're not going to maybe be, be like plain archive in terms of sheer fanciness of packaging, but just the combination of a great product and a, and a very, you know, well curated line of films uh, i I don't think they're gonna have you know any anybody who's gonna top them at that game, but in order to you know stay current and and get the maximum reach of their films those those films that are not really you know blu ray you know uh likely or blu ray worthy if you even want to call it that they have to find a way to distribute those films but uh you know as a person who's dedicated a lot of time and energy to sort of saying, hey let's keep that back catalog in front of us let's let's understand the the history and the depth and the you know amazing variety and powerful expressiveness of these older films uh the streaming platform is is absolutely the way you've got to do it uh going forward to you know to, to have any kind of a cultural uh, and, and business impact so um i I do like the idea that they're doing this independently. I do like the uh, kind of, you know, I don't, like I said, that, that kind of scrappy, determined approach. Uh, I'm glad they didn't take a year to, to, to ponder their options. I don't think they really wanted to lose a lot of time because of the, you know, kind of, you got to stay current. You got to stay. You know, um, in the mix. And, and if they were to fade away, it would just be that much harder to relaunch and, and get started again. So it's been quite remarkable how quickly all of this has moved. Obviously, the cancellation and the extermination of, of Filmstruck caught everybody off guard. Uh, but I'm, I'm just really happy that they've apparently worked out deals to say, yeah, a springtime launch is, is realistic. So it's, it's exciting.
0: Yeah, that's such a great point. The idea that that this could be the the step that they're that they need to take to future proof uh the company in this in this new world of digital you know film consuming um the idea that like you know this this might be the the moment where criterion um shifts its business model like maybe they become uh digital first and and disc second like maybe this will turn them you know like they'll
1: be if they have a five-year strategic plan i think they've got to at least be prepared for that reality that the majority of their audience just says you know what i like streaming and and uh you know i mean even i i'm I'm a, a vowed completionist but i sort of look at boy spy number 1000 might be a way to say hey i've got this whole I mean, my shelf space is getting tight. You're getting you getting know? out of the game, David? You no, gonna I'm leave not, us? I'm, I'm not saying I am, but I'm saying <laughs> it's it's a it's a foreseeable ponderable option. I mean, you know, uh, just because physical space limitations or the uh, just the, the fashionability, you know, if if it becomes. Cooler to have a declutterized household or if you want to have this kind of Zen simplicity, you know, just fewer objects around, but you can still have this amazing access to media. I mean, it's it's just one option that a lot of people will, will take. And for 90 bucks... You know, I've got a year of FilmStruck or of, of Criterion Channel. That's that's what. That's four or five discs, even at half price sales. <laughs> you know, a flash sale. That's uh, that's just the sheer financial trade off of it. It's it's pretty hard to deny. Now, I still love my discs. I love the packages. I love the essays, the booklets, and and uh, the the surefire. Put the disc in. Get your top quality visual presentation but you know streaming is still a pretty good option and there's times when I'm sitting upstairs and I'll just watch an eclipse title on streaming uh, rather than walking downstairs to get that disc off the shelf Aww. you know I know uh, yeah true <laughs> confessions it's it's late here and I'm just I'm <laughs> spilling my guts you know no, I understand it's 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 just how life is you know so I, I'm sure Criterion's got their audience demoed out and says yeah there's going to be a certain percentage of people who love the physical media, but will gradually wean off of it. So they they have to look ahead. They have to recognize that, you know, the physical media audience may be shrinking to some degree. I don't think it's going to keep up with population growth if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, I mean, you
2: know, this whole thing made me both very, very grateful that I have all those discs. I'm like, yeah, they're not coming back till the spring. Doesn't really change my life. You know, but also there's so many movies, to your point, that they're never going to put on disc and so much stuff that i want to watch you know that is on there that that i have no other way to watch and so for me as someone who like yourself has you know basically everything on physical media you know that's the that's the part that i'm really excited about but yeah moving forward as well you know i mean i've always thought it would be amazing if they had um actually here's another thing that i want from their new app is that when you go into those uh, criterion edition things I want it to be like the exact Blu-ray experience with like the menus and everything like that. Mm, yes. Like I think that'd yes. be so awesome. <laughs> like it's such a great way to get around, you know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, and so like that would be, that would be wonderful. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I, I kind of see both sides as well. Like I'm not planning on stopping on buying them anytime soon. Although sometimes I do look at the shelves and go like, why did I start? <laughs> <You
0: know?
2: laughs> like the only way to win this game was not to play.
0: <laughs> yeah, like David is saying though, like you, I, I am now at the point where I have to start f- taking off. Like right now, I have all my Criterion and Eclipse box sets together, and now I'm at the point where I, I, need to start taking off the Eclipse box sets in order to make room for this year's Criterion stuff that is just sitting on my desk in a pile, uh, and and you know I'm about to uh, the. I don't know if my order has shipped yet from Barnes and Noble but like you know that that Ingmar Bergman set is going to take up so big <laughs> a big <laughs> chunk of space. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to put it right now. Um but uh yeah. No the idea of the the digital extra menu thing that is that is very exciting. I would also you know that popped a little idea in my head of um th- like not not like a PDF version of all the booklets that come with it, but maybe something like that, some kind of better digital version of the essay uh, that you would get along with the disc and not just like a post on their blog, but like something, you know, something more than that. Or, you know, like maybe like a PDF that you could download onto your iPad and, and take with you um, that would come along with the digital edition that, that comes with your purchase, something like that oh, I hate reading stuff like that way.
2: But yeah, yeah, yeah. Something has to happen for sure.
0: Well, guys, thanks so much for joining me tonight um aric and david uh we'll be back i guess next time uh, we want to talk more about <laughs> the struck and criterion news um, yeah we'll be back on the the launch date you
1: know, yeah. That is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah day one now what do you think guys how can we improve
0: the site <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do any
2: of the stuff we told them what's wrong with them
0: <laughs> thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time